recording? Yes. All right. Wonderful. Well, welcome to Tribe Love Bliss, your source for ascension, spirituality, and inspiration. Today's podcast is brought to you by tribelovebliss.com. Please go on over and check it out. We have a free gift for you, one cho- your choice of one of 13 natural stone bracelets. All you have to do is pay for the shipping. Today we have uh, our guest his name is Worthy Durgan. He is an author of several books related to life, faith, and the spiritual journey, specifically within the contemplative tradition of Christianity. Today, we're going to talk about his newest work. It's a book of poetry called Steps and Missteps. Welcome to the show, Worthy. Thank you so much, Elena. You are so welcome. I got to tell you, I love this book. Um, I ordered it and as soon as I got it, I started reading it and then I had to put it down and I had trouble figuring out where I left off because I had dog-eared so many pages. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a real treat for an author to hear. Thank you. Absolutely. So I wanted to share it with our audience. Um, Do you mind uh, reading a few few lines for us? I'd be happy to. And I've picked out the first uh, uh, poem in the book, and I'll just read three of the stanzas, um, but I think it'll give people the sense of my desire to connect with the reader in a very uh, personal and direct way. This is called Twixt Tick and Talk. Twixt Tick and Talk, Tween Boat and Dock, The Spaces I Create to Find a Mate in my reader. What mischief I let loose in our world, eager for you to fill the voids yourself. My paws, pregnant for your claws, I invite you in to your room within a full-fledged flighted fancy of your own, perhaps. Sometimes when the magic works, It's as though the universe somehow zippered us together, arriving at the same conclusion, surprising, satisfying, to both the poem I wrote and the one you create while reading, in my space, between. Now, for me, I see so many themes in this book, but for me, what really resonated was the themes of of family, faith, and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, is that kind of, what was the inspiration for the book? Well, the inspiration um, were, the, were those three experiences. Uh, the, this collection is uh, drawn from the past 10 years which is the time of my most intense recent spiritual journey um, that grew out very much of relationship with friends, uh, certainly with spirit, um, and wanting to share my path as perhaps a way for someone else to create their own path. Well, I definitely saw a reflection of my own journey um, in some of the works, you know, there's one with, um, in purloining for pizza, um, <laughs> where you talk about, you know, the, the sitcom, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, I never woke to the dawn that a good sitcom can be the training video for family connections of shared life. That resonated so much with me because I think, especially in our generation, our TV generation, so many of us, our only example of, you know, this perfect family life was television. Mm-hmm. And so I, there are so many um, similarities that I saw in or parallels in, in my journey that I saw in the book. So I really do feel the intention of, you know, connecting with the reader. I definitely felt that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the, some of the first things that she's, one of the first poems um, talks about Friday night poems. I'm sorry, they're Friday poets. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that group? Uh, <clears throat> this is a wonderful group that um, uh, one of the people to whom I dedicate um, this book is a fellow traveler on the men's work path um, here in, in this area. And um, he has been a member of this Friday group over in Chapel Hill since 1991. And Bennett Myers invited me to come about uh, eight years ago. And off and on, I have um, grown enormously. Uh, What happens is uh, each person around the table um, can bring two poems typically they're poems that we have written ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, then there's an opportunity uh, for some feedback. Um, we don't correct each other's work right there and then because we're trying to hear everyone. But um, these are men and women who've been writing poetry for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just felt so fortunate to get their feedback to my work and to be able to present it to them uh, for their ear. Wonderful. Well, and and you really talk about one of the threads that flows through this is for me that I saw was the story of the divine masculine and Mm -hmm. how manhood has changed that definition that um, the behaviors that we expect of men have really changed throughout our lifetimes. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I see some of that in this, um, the poem that, that you mentioned, um, Galway Cannell, um, teaching, reteaching loveliness. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It's necessary to reteach a thing, it's loveliness. That's a beautiful line. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of talk about, you know, the journey of, you know, masculinity? You, you touch on it throughout the book. Well, one of the um, blessings that I've had uh, these last eight to ten years uh, when I've been uh, writing and very much on a quest, a spiritual quest, to the point where I was um, foregoing relationships and um, uh, anything that might be a distraction from my really trying to um, find my bare self, uh, mm-hmm. my uh, real essence and purpose. Um, and that process, in a sense, uh, Galway's line about reteaching uh, one, their loveliness, is, uh, I think, a pretty good descriptor of my experience. Uh, the men's work combined with, and, and the effort there is to, to try, strive to be in authenticity. 
and how one relates to other people, be they men or women. And of course, with the Me Too movement this year and dynamics such as that, this has become even more um, of an immediate issue uh, for men. Uh, back in the 80s, it was sort of in reaction to the women's movement and what does that mean for who we are as men and discovering uh, feelings and ways to express them. Um, I think this most recent um, uh, challenge that our society faces around these to take yet more steps on the authentic path. Um, really, I hope uh, men will do men's work and um, help each other in their authenticity find not only what's appropriate, but who they are uh, without all of the other behaviors that right. sometimes mask or sometimes um, sort of um, uh, get in the way of real relationship. <clears throat> Absolutely. And I think that that's something that, you know, we're all struggling with on a level. Um, but I definitely feel like, you know, for men, that is, there's certainly a lot of um, noise in the way <laughs> for of them finding out who they really are. So, you know, I love to read things like that, where you can see a person's journey and shift and evolve. Um, I think that that will be definitely very helpful for some of the men and also some of the women to help understand what, you know, the divine masculine or the men in our lives are really going through on the inner levels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I absolutely just enjoyed the characters in the book. Um, the story of the grandfather telling his son about um, God is persnickety and God punctilious. And um... <laughs> that, that, that one, day, one day when I was kayaking on a local lake, uh, persnickety and punctilious just came to mind and they sounded like Roman gods. Mm -hmm. So it was fun to then take the definition of those two words and weave them into what those gods might be like and what they would do. And I, I also enjoyed creating the character of the grandfather. Uh, I absolutely, it, it was a delight to read that. Um, I'm very much into mythology and, you know, and very much into listening at the feet of elders. And so it, it felt, <laughs> it felt like it was written for me. <laughs> Good, great. I really appreciated it. Um, along with some of those other characters, it seemed like, well, not to, at the end of the book, you talk more about people that you've known, like um, Gregory Ascended, um, Susie. Mm. There's also the woman in the Boxing Day um, poem. Can you tell us a little bit about those characters? Um, the uh, Gregory Ascended. Um, Gregory was <clears throat> a member of the same um, men's group or a couple of different groups actually that I knew him in and um, he was uh, a remarkable spirit uh, he filled the space of any any room he was in uh, in a way that held a safe energy for whoever else was in that room to feel they could be open-hearted and uh, share uh, and so this, this ode to Gregory Ascended, actually I read at the men's meeting at the lake uh, 
um, this year. He passed two years ago, but uh, as a memorial, and it, it, it led into the recognizing the other men who had passed since then. So um, uh, he was just a very special person, and I'm glad that his friends who heard the poem felt that I had captured some measure of, of his spirit in that poem. Beautiful. Um, and tell us about the the woman in the bo in Boxing Day. Well, um, I think uh, Boxing Day was sort of the portal to the poem, uh, the, that phrase, because it's in England, of course, that's the day they open presents. And it's um, thought of as a festive day. And I knew from talking to people um, my, my own age and, and older, the experiences that they'd had of, of holding on to Christmas and holiday uh, decorations and trinkets in hopes that there'd be some gathering or some occasion for them to bring them out and to enjoy them the way they used to. And so the woman in that poem is a composite of a number of people I've known, and I've had my own moments such as that. I think we all have. Mm -hmm. um, but what I try to do is to really um, describe her and her experience as vividly as I could, and then to begin to show the other aspects of her, her younger years, and the fact that this Boxing Day, that is when she's at her storage um, in the fall, uh, ultimately leads to her going back to where she lives and having energy to work toward the Universal Boxing Day uh, at the end of the year, mm -hmm. and the way that she wants to celebrate her friends in ways that uh, she wished somebody would do it for her. And so it, it, it tries to show a number of facets of her personality and her experience. It, it, for me, it was very moving. It, for me, I love the way you tell these very specific stories that seem so universal and are so relatable in our own lives. Um, you know, we all have memories of you know certain events or things that we're holding on to and I, I like how you not just capture on that memory but also look at a way of re kind of give us a way of reframing that I really appreciated that about the book and it makes makes me excited to um, read your other books and I, I saw that you have a trilogy um, that's in progress can you tell us about that yes the first one is actually an ebook um, it is an outgrowth of a vigil, a 24-hour vigil uh, that um, I and some others at my church um, created for Holy Saturday between um, uh, the end of Good Friday and before Easter Sunday, when usually um, people are either exhausted <laughs> or um, sort of looking back on the events of Holy Week. Uh, rather than as Richard Rohr, uh, and I'm very, very proud that Richard Rohr provided a blurb uh, for that, for the uh, Watching for Easter book. Um, but having read his book, Immortal Diamond, um, 
he he talks about you know prepare yourself for personal resurrection um perhaps at least as much as honoring the historic facts or the traditions whatever tradition you are part of prepare your your own self your own heart um to be the to become the divine uh as whatever that means for you um so that's that's the and the the first book is the story of of the the 14 uh segments of that one day uh, each one is planned out and scripted the second one is seven different ways to do this because a lot of people are tired on holy saturday so do it at other times during the year and then third is as an individual pilgrim as i experienced when i was on my path um how might you be on that path and i try to give pointers and uh cautionary tales both to the individual and to their spiritual community for how to to work in tandem on what can sometimes seem a very very not only private but also isolated experience absolutely i think that that was one of the inspirations for creating um this platform of tribal of bliss is that you know because i we are connected but yet when it comes to our spiritual journey we sort of hunger down and um and we feel very isolated and alone and so i think that coming together to talk about these things to have processes to have support is very very important especially as more and more and more of us are coming into our own personal resurrections Mm -hmm. and i love how how the title of your of your site captures that so well the notion of tribe and um and personal progress thank you so much um now the trilogy can you tell us a little bit i know um your first book you talked a little bit about but tell us about the upcoming books well again the um the last one, which is called Nimbility, um, this pilgrim's first next step is really about um, my own experience was I had to go off on my own outside of my faith community um, to uh, pursue my spiritual quest mm-hmm. uh, for a number of reasons. And so what I'm trying to do is open an opportunity for faith communities to be more comfortable supporting seekers even when their seeking in its authenticity needs to be paying less attention to traditions and to uh, the rules and be more open-hearted, open-minded to spiritual possibilities as they experience them. Um, and then again, the third book is, um, uh, trying to realize that people don't typically, uh, have Holy Saturday to to put 24 hours in. Um, but it talks about how to do the same steps of that vigil, uh, as a book club, as a Lenten study group, um, individually, you might do it uh, with your own journaling, and there's seven ways all together. And some of these are scripted, and you can pay attention to that or not as you choose. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but others are really meant to be more open-ended and create space for uh, the pilgrim to step into. Um, if we have, do we have time for just a second here? Absolutely, we've got time. Okay. Um, one of my images about this is, you know, a tightrope tightrope walker. We're all very impressed and in awe of a tightrope walker. Well, they know exactly when they're going. They know where they're going. They know that cable because they've been on it a thousand times. Mm -hmm. A pilgrim who's in a real open quest, each step they could go in a thousand different directions because they could go 360 in a circle, but then you have all those others in three dimensions, at least three dimensions, um, uh, open-ended. And then each step can be, you know, its own distance. Uh, and you never know, uh, as a pilgrim in that kind of open quest, in my experience, whether a given step is just the perfect one that's going to make the difference or is it <laughs> a misstep to go back to the poetry? Um, and a lot of times, of course, it's both. And um, so it takes, I'm trying to, to, to hold the pilgrim gently in my hand uh, and honor the fact that it takes so much more courage to take any one of those next steps than to be a tightrope walker going exactly where he knows, exactly when he wants to, on a cable that he's had a relationship with for years. So um, I, I hope that gives a flavor of what these books are trying to do. That's a great analogy. Um, because I think a lot of us feel like those, that wide open range, we feel like we're on a tightrope. So if we make the wrong step, we're going to fall off and it will be, you know, oblivion. But the truth of the matter is, is that there's a path. There's always a path all the way around us. Mm -hmm. um, we just have to have the courage to walk it. Yes. I absolutely love that. It seems that you and I have a similar miss mission or purpose, which is to bring the these ideas of spirituality and awakening and the spiritual journey um, to a very practical level to help ease the path for others mm -hmm. um so i'm definitely definitely excited about um seeing your future works do you have any anticipated date when those will be available um well i'm actually going to be uh, publishing one other work before i um uh publish the other two um the the, the full trilogy will be out this this calendar year um okay. and it they are quite far along um but i'm actually going to publish a collection of short stories um which is called morning glory and in that very much in the same way, way that you and i are, are discussing this um there's a short story and then there are two physical pages following the short story where i ask two open-ended questions and leave a page blank for whatever has come up in the reader's uh, awareness uh, from the story. So, I'm, and, and they're actually on those two pages, they're rocking chairs that face each other. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm really trying in all my work to establish a conversation. 
um, so that the, per the reader doesn't feel alone unless they want to mm -hmm. be. Um, and that uh, ultimately I'm hoping that some of these things that people come up with in their own experience of the short stories, uh, they'll share on my blog and uh, that way these conversations can become truly organic and um, lead to surprising places. Um, the full, the full, um, that should be out by the end of the summer and the, the full uh, trilogy that we were talking about uh, will be out by the end of the calendar year. Okay. Well, we'll definitely have you back so we can talk more about that and um, engage that. our listeners with your community. I think that would be great. Mm -hmm. How can people get in touch with you? Um, actually, there's a, um, a very easy way. It's a, a site called clarity.fm. And that is actually a site that allows uh, people to get in touch with me directly. We can talk on the phone. Uh, if you're leading a, a, a book study, uh, you can have me on a speakerphone and I'll join your group. <laughs> um, again, I'm trying to create relationship. And so Clarity FM slash Worthy Durgan um, is one way to do that. And I okay. also have a website, which is worthydurgan.com. And uh, I'll be working hard to keep that up to date. <laughs> links in the description for both of those sites mm -hmm. as well as a link to um, the amazon pages for this current book steps and missteps as well as your first book um, so we'll make sure that the readers can get to you and get their hands on this on this great work that you're doing that's terrific thank you um, could you leave us with a poem um yes and i think Given the way this conversation has gone, I'll, I'll um, read one from the trilogy. Um, there are so many souls who spark one's heart along the path. The light swells one's daybreak sky. The heat warms on through. Gratitude etching lines on the pilgrim's pathway coming forth from one's own tomb with service, mission, joy, Easter, dawn, vitality. Beautiful. Thank you so much for worthy for being with us and for sharing your work and your mission with us. Um, we definitely, definitely want to welcome you back as soon as your, when your other works are finished. And we just thank you for your time and your presence. Elena, thank you and blessings on your on your ministry. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.